and welcome to Seiya Spotlight episode 88. We're your hosts Jake and Matt here to deliver the last episode before the 2023-2024 Seiya campaign kicks off. Finally, finally, finally bro. Yeah, it's been a long and tedious wait um, without football but finally we get to see what these guys have got bro. And what would the last episode before the official campaign kicks off be? Without a little bit of a prediction episode. Exactly. Eh? Now, granted, the transfer market will be open for the remaining two weeks. So things can still change and our predictions will most likely change by then. Uh, but this is what we've got so far, you know, with how everyone looks. Exactly. I mean, that's pretty much exactly what we'll be doing in this episode. Guys, we'll be giving you guys our predictions for the 2023-2024 campaign. We will cover who we believe will be the Capo Cannoniere, top assister, who will get the most clean sheets, as well as going through our predicted league standings, whilst both pointing out each team's new player we believe to be the one to watch in this campaign. Yes, but before we delve into it, remember to follow us on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter and YouTube. Rate us five stars on Spotify if you like our content, content Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever, whatever. Yes, guys, and with Say uh, kicking off this Saturday, we will be tuning in with some of our patrons this weekend. Our one of our day ones, Alan, uh, one of my favorite people who, who has been tuning into our podcast for a really, really long time now, I believe since season one. He's over um, in Malta on holiday, and we're also going to have a, himself and a couple of local patrons over at our house watching the games together. So that's going to be quite cool. If you guys want to become a patron and benefit from much more, such as a Fanta Culture League, a WhatsApp group chat, one of the littlest group chats in culture, hit our link in bio um, and become part of the Serie A Spotlight family. Now, these are the games that will be kicking off this Serie A campaign, starting from Saturday all the way across to Monday. So on Saturday, things kick off with Empoli versus Verona. We could, also, we could already see a little bit of a relegation six-pointer perhaps over there. <laughs> Um, followed by Frosinone Napoli, that will also be at 6.30. And then following that, there's Genoa against Fiorentina and Inter against Monza, which is actually a very, very good game. Genoa-Fiorentina is the match of Saturday. Huh? What a game. Oh, Inter-Monza is a good one as well, bro. Retegui against Beltram, bro. <sighs> That's going to be lit. Sunday, Roma face Salernitana. Um, Sassuolo, pardon me, face Atalanta. These are good games, bro. Yeah. Um, my god, I'm vomiting here. Lecce play Lazio and Udinese face Juventus in the Bianconeri Derby. And then on Monday, Torino against Cagliari at 6.30 and then the Monday 8.45 game, Bologna against Milan, which is fireworks. Yeah. Massive, massive game good, over there to kick good things off. Good luck, Sarah, my lovely girlfriend, getting me off the sofa this weekend. Bro, I have... So many plans this weekend, and I'm just making excuses for all of them. And I'm, I don't mind saying this because my friends don't listen to the podcast anyway. <laughs> Fuck you guys. Um, Benji and Carl's fa- farewell. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Yeah. Go, man. Don't make it all grandiose. Just leave. Ah, just, just leave and let me watch my football. No, I will, I'll be popping by. I'll just be leaving very, very early. But yeah, that's pretty much. That, that, those are the games that, I mean... Yeah. We're going to be dual screening it the entire way, no? Because it's always two games being played at a time. So, Alan, Cesco, all of them, they're in for a classic weekend at the Fenix. Yes, so if this is your first time joining us this season, this is how we do things, guys. Each match day, after all, the 10 games are carried out. We release an episode covering each of the matches just two days later. 
Yes, within each episode, we pick out each individual match and run our audience through the lineups, play-by-play, -play, goal descriptions, talking points, along with any news, backstories, or updates. <clears throat> our goal basically is to give the people what they would have missed if they missed the matches. Um, I, I, we want to make them feel like they, they didn't miss out too much and they're still caught up with all the latest events of the league, you know. Um, you didn't have time to watch football this weekend, it's okay, and your community just flick on our podcast and you you're up to date with everything you know who won but who dominated the stats of the game the but hot takes um you know funny moments yeah <laughs> everything we love a humorous touch as well exactly i mean we're avid Serie A fans so we'll be going into quite a bit of detail about each game including stats and general pointers which we would have noticed when watching the matches i mean we watched the majority of them over the weekend so We'll make sure to share every single one of our opinions, hot takes, and just things we've noticed, really. Yes, um, the order of these matches, guys, will be covered in accordance to the importance of these matches. For example, should first place Napoli play second place Milan, this will be the first game covered. Should third place Inter play 12th place Ludinese, this will be further down the pecking order. Of course, if there's a relegation battle, um, this might actually be higher up in our priority list because we love those games exactly or if there's a lot on the line basically yeah. wherever there's something on the line that's higher up in the pecking order it could also be a game that initially looked shit but it ended up being a 4-3 thriller then that will move up the pecking order as well in the intro of each episode we start things off by choosing our goal of the week which you will hear as a commentary piece in our episode intro along with going over our exclusive patreon fanta culture league updating you guys on the standings very briefly because you know as much as it's cool you guys would want to get down to it yeah i mean it's interactive it's fun you know we'll be dedicating instagram posts to, to all that stuff as well swipe posts with funny videos with all the beef with the whatsapp chat you know yeah. with all the goal posts yeah. and the, the stickers you know but I, yeah. I know i'm making a few stickers out with my squad you member. are yeah of course bro for we, we've got group. eight um we're a league of eight this year Hopefully, next year, we'll have a couple of more guys on. So we yeah. could even maybe have a, a double leaguer yeah. or something like that. Or just creative. one of those web fantas where you can have like 100 people in the same league. That would be fun. Maybe, maybe. Well, what about the betting segment? <laughs> for, those, for those of you who have listened to us before, you may have noticed that there was no mention this time of the betting segment. Um, towards the end of last season, we we're feeling bad throwing away money and just losing every single bet. Um, to the point that we stopped doing it because, you know, we're getting money from our patrons and it kind of felt stupid to be throwing that money yeah. away. Um, so we've cut it out, but we are speaking to a few betting companies and if they do give us a pool of money to play with, then we'll bring it back because it is fun. You know, I mean, yeah. at the end of the day, predicting and putting a bit of money on the line is entertaining, yeah. but as long as it's not coming out of our pocket, we are good. So in the next episode, you hear us going, bet 365. <laughs> <laughs> that means that they gave us a little bit of money to play with, guys. It's not yeah, credits. I mean, one thing we don't want is for our patrons to be so kind to actually be contributing money to help us grow. Yes. And we're just putting that for the sake of a segment. We want to invest in better microphones. Yeah, and we have, in it, fact. Yeah. That's, that's an announcement that yes. we have bought a, a microphone with patron money alone. So thank you very much for yes. contributing to that. Um, we can actually interview guests properly now without yeah. having to gather around one microphone. Uh, yeah. It's going to be great. Thank you very much to all those who have contributed. Absolutely. And it, it won't end there. As you know, we're setting up our studio at the moment. As you could understand, with all of the soundproofing that is going on, it is quite fucking expensive. Um, 
Hopefully we could have not for you, it ain't not not. <laughs> I mean, if the brother, if you want help, just let me know. You know what I mean? Just for for you guys who don't know, um, Jake is getting a bigger apartment than I am. He has an extra apartment. Uh, he has an extra uh, room. So we're turning that into the studio until he inevitably has kids, and mm-hmm. then it becomes their bedroom. Yes, God forbid. Now let's. <laughs> <laughs> Shall we start instantly um, by? Sharing who we think are going to be the top scorers, top assisters, and top clean sheeters. I don't know. I think we should go through the table first, personally. That, what are you doing? <laughs> we discussed this before the Did episode. We? And we said, let's start off with this. Changed my mind. <laughs> Changed my rock, mind. Quick rock, paper, scissors. All right, let's go. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Ooh, Rose, looks like yeah. we're going through the no, table, No, let's baby. not. Let's As not. Let's not. You don't know the rules of rock, paper, let's, scissors. It makes so... This is what he's like all the time. They're not going to listen to the entire episode just to wait for us to say that we think XYZ is going to be top scorer or whatever. Let's get those out of the way. Sure, bro. We'll get to the league just standards. so you guys know, Jake, I, Jake Fennec, won at rock, paper, scissors this round. <laughs> and we're still doing what he said. All right, so please, let's go, bro. Um, all right, let's start with your top goal scorer. For me, it was between two men. Yes, and, and I think it was like that for most people. Um, for me, I think Victor Ossiman will still take the cake okay. next year. Yes. Um, I think it will be Ossiman as well, because I think he's head and shoulders above the other strikers in the league, but closely followed by Lautaro Martinez. I believe so. I believe. Yes. I, I don't think it'll be a runaway thing like last season. No, I'm. I'm the first one to bid high for Lautaro on Fanta Calcio. He's mm-hmm. consistent, and well, he he does have slums of of bad spells, but he's consistent from season to season in the amount of goals he scores and the amount of assists he gets. Um, he's in a front two in a very dynamic team, and typically, whether it's Zek or Lukaku or whoever in the past years that is next to him, he enjoys giving them a cheeky assist. This year. So far, it's either Thuram or Correa, but mm. but we'll we'll see who who will be assisting him or who Arnautovic. will be assisting Arnautovic as well. Yes, yes. absolutely. Um, who's your dark horse for the top sc- to, for the Capo Canoniere spot? I think Beto will be much higher than he was. I think Beto Beto, will finally find some more consistency for Udinese. I think this season is an important one for him. He had two above-average seasons. He had two good seasons. I think this year he might take things to the next level. Personally, I don't rate Beto that highly as a goal scorer. He's okay as a football player. He leaves a lot to be desired. Um, I think when it comes to dark horses, Skamaka is a good shout for Atalanta. You can always put an Atalanta man as your Capocan on your um, favorite. Mm. Um, as well as maybe even, who knows, bro, Retegui. It might be a bit early, it might be a bit Stop reactionary, but imagine. Dude. Bro, I, I. You know I what I mean? Genoa, I've had it before. Piontek, like, for I example, Milito. Very, very, very high hopes for Retegui. Very high hopes for Retegui, very high hopes for Genoa. I can't wait to see that fucking team play. Yes. I would even be tempted to go so watch much them live, man. The last time they were in Serie A. Oh, they were in Serie A, last they were terrible. They now are they looking, actually look good. If it weren't for Cagliari's injuries, the, the story might be a bit different. But out of the three teams that got promoted, Genoa are looking the strongest. I now, agree. if Cagliari didn't have those injuries, I don't even they think might be close. be close. I still think Genoa are head and shoulders above them. They might... They might start off the season with Malinowski and Messias behind Retegui up front, bro. And not Stop to mention it. the other signings they've made, but but we'll get into that yes. um, later on. Top okay. assists. Top assists. Now you start. Okay, it's obviously the two. It's Leao Guevara, no? It's one of them. Well, not, not necessarily. I have Leao. 
Um, but not necessarily because look, two seasons ago it was Barella and, yes. and, and Barella is quite a consistent one. You look even more seasons ago, uh, I believe it was Sergei. Mm. So it does typically come from midfielders. I do think it's going to be Leao. I think he's going to have an extraordinary season for Milan. Mm. And, you know, it's, it's easy for him. He just drags the ball down to the byline, squares it back. He's been getting better at it. Mm. His decision-making was a bit flawed in the past. It'd go for a shot, it'd go yes. for the a ball over the top when he should pass it, so on and so forth. But he's gotten much better at it. And I think he might be the top assister. Maybe. That's a good shout. I also have Coop Miners as a shout. Huh? By the way, Coop Miners there is you a go. very, very intelligent player. I think he might get it. From the set pieces as well, he mm-hmm. likes whipping them in. And with yeah. Skamaka in the box, he might get to the end of some of those. And then Bilal Toure. Clean sheets. Who do you have, bro? Wait, top, top assists. Ah, you, did you decide on one or? Um, actually, you're right. I might never give my final. Classic Jake. Commit, I'm bro. I'm gonna go. Coop Miners, fuck it. Okay. Mm. All right, all right. I like that. All I right. like that. All right. Clean sheets. Now, th- this was a tough one. This was a tough one because. Maybe for you. I, I, I have. <laughs> so, mine's a bit of a gamble. Um, but let's start with you. Chesney. So, yeah, Chesney. I thought of Chesney. Um, and it was it was very close. I, I do think that Chesney will get a bunch of clean sheets. I think Juve will find consistency another mm-hmm. full season under Allegri. Um, it seems like they're getting the players that the, they have a good amount of continuity, and they're also if they bring in Berardi, they're, they're bringing in some significant. Um, dif- they're bringing in a significant difference maker over yep. there. Um, I think that if Manian has a, an injure an injury less season. Then injury he will free. be in an injury-free season, absolutely. Um, he, he will be the, the top, the, the, he will have the most clean sheets. I think the only reason he hasn't over the past two years, because you look at two years ago when, when Milan were getting clean sheet after clean sheet after clean sheet, mm. the only reason he wasn't there is because he was out for a fucking month. Last season, when Milan were conceding five, three, four, he was out and it was Tata Rosano. Mm. I believe if he has the full 38 matches between the sticks for Milan, he will be um, the goalkeeper of the most clean sheets. Fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. Um, the only thing that stops me from that is Tomori's a very aggressive defender. And Chao is great, don't get me wrong. And I predict that he will have a breakout season. But mm-hmm. remember that in Germany, this guy was viewed as an error-prone player. That was his reputation. He was error-prone, you know. So you never know how it's going to go. A season is very long. And when you have two defenders... Like, like there's no defensive leader at the back for Milan. You know what I mean? There's no Danilo. There's no... uh, I said that in the last last episode. It's a bit bit risky um, going into the season like this. In fact, I do think that Milan still need a centre-back as well as a striker, man. But... but, I I, I agree. Um, Two two seasons ago, um, again, Tomori was one of the best defenders in the league. I think that he had um, a rocky start to the season... And I don't think he was in a place mentally to get over it so quick. I think it started off um, with those Champions League matches against Chelsea, where I feel like he felt a lot of the pressure. I feel like he had a bad game, um, gave away that penalty. There was another match where he got where he got a red card as well. And mm. I think he had a rocky start, and I think he just didn't manage to settle his nerves with Pierre next to him or with Chao next to him and not someone like Kier who could earth him or something like that. I think it was a rocky start. Yeah. I think he will start the season more confidently, especially with the signings that were made, being backed by Pioli. I think he could really 
start to become that leading force at the back that Milan desperately need. Perhaps, perhaps. Let's let's hope so, in fact. Um, so we're at top goal scorer, top assist, top clean sheets. And is there anything else? Or no. Shall we? No, we can move forward to the um, league table. I say we do it 20th to 1st. Okay. Okay, fair enough. Let's do it. Do you agree? I agree, definitely. Um, should we spit our bottom three or should we literally go one by one? Let's go one by one. Okay. Last place. Who gets last place for you? For me, Frosinion, I get last. For me, it's Lecce. I think Lecce will get last place. Damn, that Umtiti think, hits hard, huh? I think Lecce will suck. They lost Umtiti, they lost Hulmund, and towards the end of last season, well, for half of the season, they looked shambolic. They didn't look like they could do anything. And they've got Daversa right. now, who I'm really not that keen not on. Not that big I a know fan he's of, quite, he, He's had good seasons before, and he has helped many teams, particularly Parma. Um, and I think Ascoli as well. Was he the manager of Ascoli during? I'm the, not sure. I know he was some Doria's, and he didn't do a great job over there. Yeah, um, he, he, yeah. I, I don't. I don't see him doing very well with this Lecce side. And I do. I do see Lecce um, struggling. But I think Frosinone, You know, they, they don't look too convincing. They lost the great manager in Grosso. He had a fantastic season with them. Yes. Um, and he abandoned them essentially. And granted, they've made some moves in the, in the market, but I think it'll be too much for them, too much of a jump to say, and I think they'll go back down and they'll finish last. I agree. Um, I, I, I found the changing of manager very strange for, for Frosinone. Um, and I'm not too confident, even though they killed everyone last season, really not confident they'll stay long in, in Serie A. So I have them going back down as well, but I think... Lecce's demise will be strong this season, especially with the personnel that they lost. The fact that they didn't really bring in anyone of clear significance for them. Now, I saw a Lecce page calling for them to sign Ramos on on a free. Ah, Yes, of course. The the next umtiti, no? Uh (laughs) Because if you sign Ramos on a free, you don't have to pay his wages, eh? (laughs) Um, No, bro, he'll get to live in that beautiful part of Italy. Ah, Exactly. But, okay. but yeah, I think I think Lecce last. I have Frosinone in 19th. I have Lecce in 19th. Hey, look at us disagreeing. Look at us, bro. Um, okay, us. so we think that Lecce and Frosinone will both go down now in 18th mm. place. I believe we disagree here. So I changed mine. Okay. Through reflecting and removing my gut feeling and just adding knowledge, I've changed it. So for those of you who listened to the last episode... I had been saying for a couple of days that I have a feeling that Empoli will get relegated. Ah, yes. You, next you had year. said that. But with the acquisitions they've made, even bringing on Country Leary, bringing on a, a, a winger that they so desperately desired and still having Zanetti and knowing what kind of fluid football they played last year, sure, they won't get many three points, but they'll definitely get enough points to you know, put themselves above a yes, team like yes, Cagliari, yes. who I have in 18th. <clears throat> you have Cagliari going back down. Yeah. Now, Cagliari are starting the season without Rog and Lapadula, who both suffered long-term injuries, yes. and that does suck for them. Mm-hmm. Um However, I do think that Ranieri, the Tinker man, will make it work over there. I don't think they'll finish crazy high up the table, mm. but I think they'll just survive. Um, for me, a, a team that has been so silent in the market. For me, a team whose only signing was a Jamaican striker who plays in the Jamaican league, whose name is Stewart, like, <laughs> um, whose hairstyle, by the way, is a ponytail, but it's up. Like, yeah. like it defies gravity. Mm. It's just going upwards. Like, uh, it's crazy, know, man. It's crazy. I, 
If you read that he's six two, he's actually six feet tall. No, two he's just fucking eight, five you know? nine. Yeah. Like, it's, it's, it's a crazy thing, man. Yeah, the team we are talking about is Salernitana. I unfortunately, because I absolutely love Salernitana and I do want to go see them. I actually want to watch them in their stadium this season, bro, because uh, their fans are incredible. The vibes are incredible. If Bulaya Dia stays there, it might be a different story, but I have a gut feeling he'll yeah. leave that release clause. is looking tasty. I have a feeling that Salernitana will be the third team to go down. Okay, um, I think that they were in the process of really improving last year towards the end of the mm-hmm. to, towards the, the the end of the season. Um, you know, the, 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 they they just looked so good. They looked so yeah. dangerous, and, and that game in particular where they when True Stekong got that last minute winner and then it confirmed yeah. survival for them. You just saw the spirit that's right. in the team that. I can't um, write them off, especially seeing what the, the the way Sousa has managed to make the team gel. Before, I thought that no one could quite do what Nicola did to Salernitana, but then seeing the fact that Sousa managed to do it so quickly after gives me the feeling that it's not just the manager, but that it is a solid squad. It's a very solid fan base. Um, they breathe football. Those fans, they love football, and and I really think that'll. That'll be enough to to keep them up. They they won't be very high because I think they didn't get any better from last year. But continuity is always important, and at least they didn't lose a bunch of their guys. Fair enough. Fair enough. Seventeenth, I've got Hellas Verona. I agree with you. I've got Hellas Verona on seventeenth. Just once Good. again, narrowly yes. scraping. And it'll be a matter of time, huh, bro. Yeah. It's only a matter of time. It'll be like the penultimate game, Saponara to Bonazzoli, oh. goal, and they survive. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, that gonna... is the reason I don't have them relegated, though. Saponara Bonazzoli. The Serie A experience. The Serie A experience Saponara yeah, yeah. has, the intelligence he has, the way that from nothing he turns nothing into something. Uh, they have flair of the bench, you know. And they have a few tools, huh? Hellas Verona. I yeah. don't think they're as bad as they look. <laughs> They they yeah. also lost Tamez, remember that? Yes, Tamez to Torino. Yes. That'll be a bad one for them. Um, 16th, I have Cagliari. I have Salernitana. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah, once again, I think Ranieri will get this Cagliari side to survive. Mm-hmm. And you think Salernitana will finish in 16th, which is also, of course, very doable. Um, yeah. This area yeah, the season, guys, is so hard to predict. When you look at, for example, the top seven, you can put them in literally any order. And you look at the bottom as well, it's not too far off no. either. Okay. No. So, 16th, you have Salernitana. I have Cagliari. What about 15th? Just above them, Empoli. Empoli, agreed. Look okay. at us. Wow. Look at us. 14th. Genoa. Monza. For me. Look. Ooh, a dip. A significant yes, a dip. dip. Oh, is Carlos course. Augusto that important for it, them? Yes, definitely. Carlos Augusto is very, very, very important for them. And... Very important as well was the investment of Silvio Berlusconi. Of course, now they are owned by um, the Greek... Um, owner knows, of, of Leeds, Leeds and Olympiacos mm-hmm. and uh, apparently a bit of a weird owner to have um, I don't see that Monza have strengthened that much granted they had to redeem all the players that they had bought the season prior mm-hmm. with all those bonuses and conditions depending on survival I do think Monza, Monza would dip a little bit I, I think they will um, everyone around them got stronger um, I, I I disagree I think that They've made acquisitions in the right area. Gagliardini. on Gagliardini and then bringing on someone like D'Ambrosio, who, okay, looked shit against Milan <laughs> in that preseason Berlusconi Cup, uh, Trofeo Berlusconi. Mm-hmm. But then he scored in the Coppa. Well, then he scored in the Coppa. Um, I believe Gagliardini was a very good signing, particularly because they, they lost Rovella, 
um, who, who, who returned to his former club and now he's actually moved on to Lazio. That's a mm. bit of a, a, a transfer update. Um, but there's still the team that has Pessina, there's still the team that has Caprari, there's still the team that has Petania up top. There's, they still have Itzo at the back. Di Gregorio on goal. They still have Di Gregorio on goal. I still think they're a very, very solid team. Um, and I do think they'll finish higher up the table. Fair enough, fair enough, fair enough, bro. 13th. Um, I have Udinese. I have Sassuolo in 13th. Okay. I personally think Sassuolo would do a bit better this year. I think so. Um, This is where it gets very tricky because there's a pool of teams. Like if you look at last season, there were five teams fighting for that 8th, 9th and 10th spot. You know, the Torinos, the Udinese's, the Monza's, the Sassuolo's, the Bologna's, the Fiorentina's. Those are Mm -hmm. all somewhere in the mix Mm -hmm. over there. Mm -hmm. Okay, with Fiorentina higher up naturally, but they're all kind of fighting within that mid-table slot to finish higher up. I think that even though Sassuolo have good continuity with their manager, I think if they lose Berardi, it will be fucking significant for them. And I predict that they'll lose him. Okay. Um, yeah, I think it's time for Berardi to move. Um, however, they have brought in a winger. Um, Lauriente is still there. So they do have some some pieces. Mulatieri yeah, looks amazing. He does. And, 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 and Penamonti as well. Another year. Yes. Um, uh, I mean, yes, but we're in the same region, bro. I have them in 12th, like... Okay, you have them in 12th. Yeah, there we go. So 12th, 13th are interchangeable. 11th? Monza. Now, this is where I got a bit crazy. I put Genoa That's fucking... But do you remember last year when I put Monza in 10th and you called me crazy and, and they literally, and literally finished, finished fucking 10th or 9th? The Oracle, the Oracle. The Oracle. <laughs> so maybe you'll be the Oracle. Too. Come on, Genoa! Fucking hell. Come on, Genoa! I'm Genoa till I die. I'm Genoa till I die. Torino. I have Torino in ninth, personally. Hey, hey, you're jumping the gun. I'm jumping You're jumping the gun. I've got Bologna in tenth. Okay. Guess where I have Bologna? In ninth. Yes. (laughs) Here we go. We're just leapfrogging each other. (laughs) All right. So let's jump to the... Yes, I think Bologna, look, have a good thing going. I think Torino have an even better thing going. I think Torino will continue to improve and continue to push to be a European contender. But I don't think they're quite there yet. And I think ninth will be a solid finish for them. And and Bologna are on the same boat, to be honest. A little bit behind, I believe. Um, They need a striker because they've just lost... Arnie, even though Zergze, by the way, he's good. Looks good. He's always looked he's good. good. He's but he good. scored a fantastic goal, bro. He scored a fantastic goal. He just goal needs to get his streak, shooting boots on. Yeah. His, his positioning is good. He glides when it comes to his movement. Very smart movement. Mm-hmm. He plays well with his back towards goal. Put your shooting boots yes, on. Yes, he's, he's not the type to get you over 10 goals. No, he's no. Not, he'll get you like five. But six. like, thank fuck there was Orsolini last yeah, year and then because, because he managed to play him in a couple of times. No, look, I agree with you. I think... Torino, great continuity with a great manager like Juric. Mm-hmm. Fantastic squad. Squad. They signed smart. They got players like Bellanova yes. that they, they kept, needed. They kept Ricci. They kept Ricci. Which is great. Very, very good they, transfer market Vlasic. for them. Vlasic. There's a lot of stability over there, right? Bologna, however, last year, they were on some kind of different gravy, different mm-hmm. sauce. Mm-hmm. And keep in mind, that was... They started off that season with Mihailovic. That's a Mihailovic passed away and Motta came in and look what he managed to do. He spent yeah. the first five, six games trying shit out and he mm. still managed to do what he did. I think with a full preseason with them and hopefully with a full season with them, 
he'll get them up to nine. That's a very good point, bro. Yes, very possible. Bologna did look very good towards the end of last season. So this is where it gets interesting now, because we do have eight sisters in Serie A, right? Yes. Um, and the eighth sister of them all for me is Fiorentina. I agree. Okay. Fiorentina. Fiorentina. Yes, fantastic team. Managed to make it to the Conference League final last year. They've made some... Very, Smart. very, very good fucking signings, bro. Yes. Very good signings. Adetaliano is one of my favorite coaches in Italy. I see him managing Italy one day. Yes. Name Italiano. Plays a four-three-three. He'll be he'll be a great fit over there in the future. I really see him doing that. Yeah, we're gonna talk about Mancini this episode. I mean, okay, Mancini's been sacked about time. No, he left. Yes, he left. you're right. He Mancini left. has resigned. Yes, and it's, Good it's between, it's between Ita- Italiano and... No, Spalletti and Conte. Ah, where are you in Italiano, sorry. Um, it's between Spalletti and Conte. Um, however, if Italy decide to go for Spalletti, they own Napoli 3 million because he took the year off and yeah. he's still, you know, there's some contract shit. So Conte is looking more likely, but Conte is still more expensive. We'll see yeah. what happens. I would I would prefer to have Spalletti. Conte would be a backwards move because you move back to three at the back formation. You call the old guard. You you do the whole... Italy aren't equipped for his system. Exactly, yes. And and I think with the 4-3-3, Italy were doing very well. They won the Euros with it. And I think Spalletti is a natural at the 4-3-3 and the players fit it. I think it's push for Spalletti. Just yes. go for Spalletti. But anyway. Yes. But eighth, Fiorentina. Yes. yes. I, I still think the other teams will overpower them slightly. I think they'll still have another year of battling it out a little bit. The top seven are very strong. For the first time in a while, I think Fiorentina, since Vlaovic probably, will, will have better firepower. I don't think Cabral and Jovic were very good. Um is Jovic, Jovic still there, no? Jovic is still there, but so is Nzola and so is Beltran yes. now. Be- Nzola, of course, from Spezia for 10 yes. million. Beltran from River Plate for 20 million. Now, that's going to be an interesting one to see. I think Fiorentina will actually have better strikers this year. They've also gotten rid of Igor and replaced him with Thierry Mina. And they also have Arthur in midfield. Yeah. A lot of good pieces that they picked they made up. Parisi, of, of course. Yeah. Parisi at the left-back spot. Maybe an inverted right-back. Who knows? He's a very versatile mm. player. And Italiano does like his inverted players. Yes. Seventh. Three, two, one. Roma. Lazio. Oh my yeah. God. I okay. Put, I okay. put Roma there. Okay. Yes. I put Lazio. Now bro. it was, I, I was, <laughs> I changed this last minute to be honest. I had Lazio there. Um, then I remembered. So Mourinho has the third season syndrome. Have you ever heard of this? Yes. Third season goes to shit for him. I, I don't know if this will quite be the same case. Many of the signings they're making are, they look good, they look smart, but at the end of the day, they are low cost, they are, you know, beggars can't be choosers, quite frankly. Mm. Lazio, on the other hand, man, are, are really molding into this Sarri ball system. They're buying smart. They've just brought in Ravel and I would be a good six. Granted, they've lost Milinkovic Savage, but they still have many good pieces over there. And they've brought in Castellanos as well, who looks good. I'm not sure if they'll be able to keep up with three competitions, but knowing Lazio, they'll just throw away the European competition and just focus mm. on the league. Look, as usual. Lazio, I agree with you for sure. Sarri Ball, Rovella, Kamada. Um, mm, Kamada, exactly. Imagine Kamada with late runs into the box. But zero squad depth. They have the worst depth when it comes to the top eight. Mm. I believe Lazio have the worst squad depth. Immobile last season significantly struggled with injury. Yes, yes. Okay, they managed to make deal with Philip Anderson up top. Now they brought in Castellanos as well, but it's his first season coming out of a league like MLS, so that'll take a lot of figuring out over there. And imagine Lazio without Sergei and Chiro. Think about how much weaker they are. Yes, they have a great midfield. Yes, they will be 
competing, but I think towards the end, playing three competitions and without having their key players, they will start to digress. And I think seventh is where they'll end up. Um, when it comes to Lazio's depth, I don't know. There's summer signings. Again, Kamada, Castellanos, Isaacson, Rovella, Pellegrini. And soon, apparently, they're going to get Hugo Lloris in goal. They're trying to get him. Um, I think they actually... Big, big whoop. No, bro. Hugo Lloris. Big whoop, Hugo Lloris. Whatever. But <laughs> the point is, they actually do have a bit of depth. And I actually think that they they can have a good season. And even having them out of the top four, for me, was hard. Because I don't think they've worsened too much. And last year, they finished second. So it's, having them all the way down in six is already a lot for uh-huh. me. It's, it's hard having any of these guys out of mm. the top four. It's the easiest to have Lazio, in my opinion, out okay. of that top four. Fair Even though they looked very strong last year. Again, two key pieces. Well, one of them is, is definitely out. And Sergei is very important for Lazio. Their yeah, most course, important player. Chiro is another one of their most important players. He's been struggling significantly with injuries. We know what he's like when he's off form as well. Um, Luis Alberto, how long until he says, I, I, I want to go to Spain? Halfway through the season, and he starts flailing <laughs> his arms. He'll do it, bro. But he'll, like still, he'll still continue playing well. And that's uh, that's what you get with Luis Alberto. Mm-hmm. You get a, a moaning Myrtle, but he'll still yeah, fucking do he'll it. Score that goal against yeah. him, and then he'll look at the president and like give him the bird, but he's still uh-huh. gonna score goals. You, so you have Lazio on six. Yes, I have Roma in okay. six. So I think I think like yeah. you said, Roma and Mourinho syndrome and all that. I think actually, okay. Low budget signings. I think they they've upgraded with the three at the back. I think Indica was a good signing. I think he's a very very good three at the back center back. Mm-hmm. I think he's athletic. I think he's large. I think he's strong. I think he's very smart with the way he plays. Indica was definitely a great signing. And um, yep, that's why that's why Mourinho liked him. And I think they made some signings that are very Mourinho signings. Like for example, you're gonna say Paredes was shit at Juve. Paredes will not be shit at Roma. I don't know. Mourinho will turn an animal out of out of I a think, player like Paredes. I think skill set wise, Paredes doesn't match what Mourinho typically wants. But personality wise, he's a Mourinho player. Mancini, <laughs> Paredes, is, all in the same team. You've you know got a I team mean, that's going to be a nightmare to play against. Yes, and and and, and, and they always do that. And and I think again, it was hard having them down in sixth. Yeah, they need a striker. Their striker situation. You can't go on with Bellotti. You can't. You can't. And Tammy. The, I I yeah. mean, who were they in for recently? They 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 they've been being linked to to. Duvan Zapata, Duvan Zapata like yes. give me a break kind of thing yeah. no isn't Duvan a bit washed at this point he is a bit or he, he definitely looks a bit washed but to be fair Gasperini only ever gives him 45 minutes of most yeah yeah. so yeah um, fifth bro this is where I went rogue huh? I think I know what you did what if it's think? the same as last episode what do you think I did you put Napoli down in fifth I didn't put them I changed cool. my mind when I was looking at I it properly I changed my mind so much yes I was, I was sat down I was actually looking at it properly and in depth and uh, no it's way. Hard. You can't drop Napoli no from way. the top four. No chance. No way. Um, I guarantee you almost. Fifth, three, two, one. Inter. Atalanta. Oi! He's only gone and done it. <laughs> He's only gone and done it. Yes. Inter. Yes. Okay. Why? Okay, so I think they have... I don't have them much further up, but why? They have, <laughs> why? They have holes in their team. Mm. They have a new 
okay, so they have a hole at the back. I think they need a center back badly. Yes. I think the striker situation hasn't been solved because Arnautovic, granted, is a smart player and he's very capable on his day. But he tears his exactly, cruciate. He's going to tear his fucking cruciate four games and then they're going to be stuck with Correa and Tulham. Uh-huh. He like, can work. Uh, if he stays fit, he can really he work. Is. They're trying to offload Correa, no one wants him. You know, Thuram isn't the type of player to score more than 10 goals. There's going to be a lot of pressure on Lautaro Martinez. And when he hits his dry spell, it might be too late. Mm. You know what I mean? Because he does go every season eight games without without scoring. Uh-huh. Lautaro, he'll be invisible. He'll... Uh-huh. Yeah, Jan- mean, January, February him. is yeah. Lautaro's I worst I don't period. like their right wing backs. I don't like, I don't think Dumfries is great. I think Quadrado is kind of old and... Uh, kind of washed as well now granted obviously tries too hard obviously 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 Inter are still a great team obviously Inter have a good squad on paper but I just I don't know man when I look at the other teams in the top four remaining for me so in no particular order there's Milan, Atalanta, Juve, Napoli no particular order again Mm -hmm. because I don't want to spoil it in the next five minutes Mm -hmm. (laughs) I think that they have deeper squads I think they will be able to make make more out of the game what what you're doing right now is selling me so have you done so? so no is is the answer um, but I definitely see where you're coming from there are a lot of holes in their game <clears throat> one thing you didn't even address which is one of the biggest points is that they lost Brozovic yes they, they lost their fucking they've match lost they're going to have Hakan as their mm-hmm. register now, now, now he's he was good can I do it for an entire season is that the sustainable option they want to go for for having a Trek Whiteista playing as a register is that what they want I don't think so they've lost a key piece in every position Yes. Anana to Summer. Granted, Summer is a good goalkeeper, but he's no Anana. Mm-hmm. They've lost Skriniar at the back, and Acherbi's fallen injured. Let's let's be real; it's going to happen. And they've signed Bissek, who they're hoping will be a Chow-like kind of signing mm-hmm. out of nowhere for nine million, and he'll be amazing. You know that that's what mm-hmm. they're hoping for. Granted, Bastoni is amazing, yes, but it leaves a lot to be desired. Um, Brozovic, as you said in the middle, key piece to their game, probably their most important midfielder. I would, I would say he was more important than Barella is for them because wow. he would keep everything ticking. Brozovic was the metronome, tireless worker, can do it all offensively and defensively. He could do it all. For yeah. me, he was so important, key piece. Pressure, then, resistance, very good. And then Lukaku, a point of reference up front. Granted, and Zeko. And, and Zeko. Yeah. Both, both those guys. To, to me, they, they were like one consistent person. Yes. Like... <laughs> So I have Inter and fifth. they they need a striker that can be the focal point. Mm-hmm. I think Arnautovic could be that, but he's not. I don't think Thuram could be that. They still need a big boy, a target man. I think front. Arnautovic is that, but for how long? That, but he is and he isn't. Like he 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 is, but he isn't Zeko. He isn't Lukaku. He doesn't have. He has good hold-up play, but he doesn't mm. have their size, their strength. He doesn't quite have He's that. I still, I still like having him around the box a little bit. And in fact, that's how Bologna utilized him. He wasn't a direct target man for them, but rather someone that can carry the ball into the box yes. a little bit as well. And I don't know. I think you might be right. I put Inter in fourth. I have Atalanta in fifth. I think Atalanta have had the second best Mercato this season behind Milan. Mm-hmm. I think they will significantly improve, but I think there are steps to take with that process. Okay. And I think step number one is getting that little bit closer. And I think that little bit closer is fifth place. Okay, okay, good. So, in fact, in fourth, I have Atalanta. Mm. Making and, and, why, and why is that? 
making that Champions League spot because we know how Gasperini can get this team ticking. I think they've moved extremely smart in the market. I'm really excited to see Bakker. I'm really um, excited to see Skamaka and El Bilal Toure up front. Finally, they've moved away from Duvan and Muriel who are really holding them back because they have a great team and those two guys were looking as washed up as ever, kind of ruining the squad. Mm. Coop Miners, managing to keep Coop Miners is a massive, massive win for Atalanta yeah. because he is a top five midfielder in the league. Mm-hmm. Easily, easily, mm-hmm. easily, easily. I agree. I agree. No, probably easily, being, easily. being generous. Yes. Yeah. What about the decade Yeah, exactly. What do you think about the decade signing? For I them? think decade is gonna go in looking like decade and he's gonna leave looking like Pons, bro. He's gonna leave looking <laughs> like our last guest on the podcast, Luca Panzavecchia. He's gonna leave jacked out of his mind, bro. No, uh, joking aside, he'll have less pressure in Bergamo. I think he so. will get fewer play he'll have fewer minutes he'll be rotated yes he'll be rotated just like everyone else at Atlanta's rotated and I think I think it'll get him going I think playing in a team that's extremely systematic will actually give him confidence because he'll he'll rack up the numbers without having to improvise yeah I feel like with purely system a lot of improvisation is needed I think in a Gasparini system you don't need to improvise much 100% Um, you know you're told what to do through and through and I feel like his confidence is going to skyrocket and we'll really Mm. see the quality of it now this is a great deal for Atalanta because if he flops you send him back to Milan if if he's great you sign him what a a stupid business by Milan in in this sense because if he flops then he just goes back to Milan if he does well they get him at a cut yeah. But then yeah. if if he does well and they sign and they and they they end up signing him, Milan make 25 million plus add-ons and then if they sell him, Milan get 10% of his sale. So it's they'll end up making their money back in that sense, but still over the next 2-3 years, it's it's not great business by Milan. I think no, no. and I agree with you completely. I think in a very systematic team where if he steps out of line, if he makes the wrong decisions, if he's not listening to his coach, if he isn't at the right place at the right time, he's out. Yeah. Papu Gomez, their captain, went out with no of problem course, whatsoever. He didn't Gasperi didn't blink <laughs> before throwing him to the to, to, to La Liga. Yes. And, and and it'll be no different. So the Catalare knows what's on. He has an easier job because he has to stick to a system and him carrying out that system will make him a top player for Atalanta. That'll build his confidence. Then maybe he'll have a crack at goal from distance. You know what yeah, I mean? Exactly. It's like he put a lot of pressure on himself at Milan. I feel like his teammates put a lot of pressure on him. Now's your time. Now's your time. He's going to be playing. Bro. He's going to be training every day alongside Pasalic and Coop Miners. They're going to just... His brain is going to explode with knowledge, yes. bro. Because these guys will be like, hey, keep it simple. Do this. Look for this. Move into this space over here. These guys are so intelligent. They're so intelligent with their movement. that he, There aren't two better midfielders you can learn from. In the league. 100%. Yes, 100%. This is the attacking midfielder um, that... Fucking hell. Um, Jesus. Gasperini. Uh, uh. Gasperini. <laughs> brain fog as fuck. That Gasperini is looking for. Probably not. Is he one that he can mold? Maybe. Who do you have in third? Did you tell me who you have in fourth? That's ah, Inter. Inter, right? Inter, yes. In third, I have Milan. Okay. Yes. I think, look, once again, speaking of Inter's holes, I think Milan have two holes also, very similar to Inter. Um, not as blatant, in my opinion. I don't think Milan weakened that much because there was one significant departure in Tonali. We're yet to see if Krunic is going to stay or go. Apparently, he's pushing to leave to go to Turkey. That would be terrible, in my opinion. Yep, devastating. Now, for the first half of the season. So, no, 
it's the striker situation that's that's stressing me out when it comes to Milan because Giroud, we watched him in the Berlusconi Trophy, the Trofeo Berlusconi, and he's, he, he was down holding his ankles seven times. <laughs> he went off, he was bandaged up and iced up, and this is just a preseason friendly, essentially. Granted, he was running his ass yeah. off, to be fair. Yes, but he has 38 league games to play. He's got Champions League games and Coppa Italia games to play right now, without a vice, with the only vice being L- Lorenzo Colombo. No. Okafor. Yes, but Okafor in a first time is a plan. Okafor is not... Purely type of striker. Purely, I said that he wants a target man. He wants a reference point. Yeah, but fuck front. that. Like, like it, it's it's important to be versatile. And it's important to have two different styles of strikers. That is one of the reasons that he was opted in for. In season Okafor has been deployed as a left winger solely. He in was training, never... in training, he's being deployed a lot as a false nine, and purely is looking into the false nine as well. Apparently, now this is hearsay because I could only rely on the sources that feed me this information. Fair enough. I think it's obvious though that Milan is a striker, and I think there's no. Um, Coincidence that Lukaku is being rumored to Milan, that um, Taremi is being rumored to Milan, Morata at one point was rumored to Milan. Of course, Milan do need another striker. For me, Bulaidia, go for Bulaidia. Yeah, I think I think Bulaidia is the best option at this point. Say, uh, experienced target man, nimble as well, clever, good finishing. I think it's a no-brainer. I'll get to my Milan point later because obviously I have them a bit higher up the table <laughs> than you. I think Napoli finishing third. Um, now Napoli, it's it's gonna be tight. I, I don't think they're third because they're gonna significantly get worse. I think they still have Guevara, they still have Osimen, they still have Lobotka, they still have Anguissa, they still have Rahmani, they, they still have Meret, they still have Di Lorenzo. They're still that motherfucking team. They're still a phenomenal team, and their swagger will still be about them because they're essentially the same eleven. But you lose Spalletti, you bring in Rudy Garcia. First season back in Serie A in a team that bled on the pitch for Spalletti. So adjusting that system, albeit it's a very similar system that Rudy deploys to the one that Spalletti deploys, it's never easy starting the season with a new manager, right? I think that Kim is a big loss for them. And I think they're putting a lot of hopes on this Nathan guy. Mm-hmm. bringing him in and and he will be switching um he will be rotating a lot with Norwegian center back he was at Brighton um Nor- uh, Ostegard Ostegard yeah. I think he'll be rotating a lot with him and I think they are going to have a bit of a misbalance over there if they lose Jelinski it will be quite bad He apparently has decided to stay He has decided to yes, stay apparently Okay um I I still think Napoli will will digress slightly um they still have a good season but I think I don't think that... So, w- what did Napoli struggle with a lot before getting Spalletti? Um, many things. <laughs> Keeping the same firepower for mm-hmm. the entirety of the season. That start off insanely well and they start to degress later on. They lose that fire or they get injuries, so on and so forth. I think that with Spalletti gone... That can happen again. I think they can have a strong start and I think they can start to degress, degress, degress. They're going to have three competitions and yeah, that, that's that's what I think. Bro, I, I'm i sorry. Um, I I was trying to not correct you, but you said it like five times. Degress? Regress. Oh my God. <laughs> fuck it, fuck it. Regress. We are from Malta. I was like, we'll, we'll skip this one. I was like, oh, he's done it again. Three times. And then I'm like, regress, degress, degress. <laughs> 
<laughs> I have to tell him something. Oh god, that episode name Degress. <laughs> But the next time I'm getting it on with Key, I'm like, hey, Degress. <laughs> so do you mean Andres? Like, no, no, Degress. degress. <laughs> like Napoli. Yeah. Um, fair enough with the Napoli points. I have Napoli in second. Oh my god, you dirty shit. Yes, bro. That means okay. that, of course, uh-huh. I, I can might as well say it. Uh-huh. I have Juve to win the league. Okay, I have Juve in second. And I have Milan to win the league. I think we'll yeah. both agree as to why we believe Juve yes. will be somewhere between first and second. Would you care to share your reason? Juve are sleeper, sleepers right now. They're sleeper pick. They, um, they will only be taking part in one competition. They have a manager who is fantastic at winning ugly. Granted, he doesn't play beautiful football. Granted, he's probably one of the most hated men in Italy, um, particularly by his own fans, you yeah. know, which, which is sad, obviously, because his football does give results. And last season on the pitch, they finished second. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Um, granted, they haven't made <laughs> many signings, but they're in talks, of course, for Berardi, and uh, there's still two weeks left in the window. And I think with what they have at the moment, they have enough to play once a week. To win most of their games and to fucking win the league, man. I, I, I think they'll do very well. Um, will they win the league? They'll definitely be contenders. I mean, even the signing of Wea, you lose Quadrado and you mm-hmm. gain Wea. I think Wea is going to be a very good player moving forward. The only thing that scares me is the lack of confidence they have in Vlaovic is a worrying thing. I think if they trade him out to bring Lukaku in, for example, which has been rumored for a while now, I don't know the, the progression on that, whether or not they're going to do it. It's kind of this, this exhausting one to follow, this exhausting saga, this Lukaku one. I, I, I hate following this Lukaku saga. Um, I think they remove Lovic and bring in Lukaku and they've regressed. <laughs> they shoot themselves at the foot I agree, no, significantly. Definitely. I mean, he's still going to obviously help them finish top four. Like, there's no, you know, Lukaku or Vlaovic, they still get top four, in my opinion. Yeah, um, they're Juve. Juve get top now four. Now, when it comes to the league, maybe you still win the league with Lukaku as well. I mean, I don't think Juve are that reliant on their striker, per se. I, I think they, they, for example, you know, one set piece and it's a Danilo goal and they win 1-0. Yeah, you know, their striker doesn't need to score 20 goals. They're, ah, not, they're not that type of team. They're not going to blow you out of the water. They're going to win smart and they're going to win ugly. Yeah, but Lukaku they is... They just need a hustler, you know. They need someone to press the lines. They need someone to fucking pull the man away from, from the midfielder to create space for the wingers to run in. They, they... Lukaku as a sole striker for Juve doesn't work. He doesn't. He's too clumsy. He's too clunky. But He's... that applies to any team. As a sole striker, I think it's worth. I think with with Inter, he, he fitted mm. ah, in so more. So you're saying he needs someone next to him? He, to yeah, he's he's enough. good at like absorbing the pressure, clearing the ball off of the opponent's line every now and then. <laughs> playing um, goalkeeper, playing goalkeeper is great at penalties. I wouldn't say he's mad in the air. I think a lot of people think he's mad in the air because of his size. I think he pussies out a lot when the ball's in the air. I don't think he's a brave striker at all. I think mm. he's a he's a bit of a wuss, and I think he's a bit of a bitch. If I'm being honest, man. <laughs> I think so. I think he's unprofessional. I think he's a bitch. Um, I think if Juve get him, they're making a terrible mistake. I think Juve can finish very high up the table. If their front three is going to be Chiesa, Berardi, Vlaovic, wow. Um, they, of course, have patched up that midfield quite a bit. Can Pogba stay fit? That's always a question mark. They might have, exactly. If Chiesa and Pogba can have 
injury free seasons. They have, they have won't two have an injury players. free season, but Pro- probably not, you know. But Kiesa might. Kiesa might. Yes. <sighs> Milan okay. for me have too many new signings, bro. There, there's a lot of there are many question marks. There's the fact that, for example, do you have a a proper six in the team until Benasser gets back? Do you have that that Regista? Not quite. Do you have a striker who's going to get you 20 goals a season to win the league? You don't really have that. No, but, um, but, but Milan is Chukwueze going to the settle and immediately burst onto the scene, or is he going to struggle at first? What about Rainers? You know, how is he going to do? Okay. Ruben loves to streak and Pulisic. Can they stay healthy? Take a deep breath. I'm going to explain to you why I think Milan have what it takes. This doesn't mean that they're going to win the league, but it means that I have faith that Milan will, despite all of these new players. I understand that in 2009, when Real Madrid bought Ronaldo, Kaká, Benzema, Xabi Alonso, they didn't win the league. Okay, they were up against Pep's Barca, but they didn't win the league. I understand that getting so many new players, putting them all together, first season... You're going to struggle the same way Chelsea are going to struggle this season. But then next season, through the investments of the past, as Mourinho always says, from the past, (laughs) they will improve. However, Pioli is one of the most cautious managers I have come across. Pioli is a guy that always starts players that have been there and that know the system. I trust that Pioli will start to integrate these players slowly and naturally into the team. Now, now, Milan, what did they lose from the team of last year and the team of the year before that won them the league? Can I? Okay, so in the first two months of the season, they will have no Tonali. They will have no Benasser and they might have no Kronich. And that is the midfield three that they played with all season last season. Okay, yes. The, the midfield, there is significant change. Yes, and okay. that's a massive. It, it, of course, it's massive. Milan won't do well in the first half of the season. Milan won't be winter champions. Definitely not. Definitely not. They, they, they have been a ser out. Probably Kronich out a brand new midfield three. Milan are going to struggle to get going. But I think they pick up after, after um, the winter break. I believe that for the start of the season, Okafor won't play. I think Chukweze won't play too much. So this saying, of course, Okafor won't play if Milan... Do sign a striker, I assume you're saying. I think Giroud will start most games. But Giroud can't start most games. Giroud started most games but, last year. And Giroud what, did well. He did last well, year. bro. But well, look at the numbers. Look at the. Dude, he was so Leao going to score more goals. Leao is going to score more goals that, this that year. That is more convincing. And Milan Le- have more players that can score goals this year. What did Milan lose from last year? They lost Tonali. Mm. Okay, and probably Krunic, right? Mm. What did they do, Milan? Kept the same back four, kept the same goalkeeper. Midfield three is essentially um, uh, new. And they they patched up the right wing issue, which they've had for ages. They've brought in Ruben Loftus-Cheek, that is incredibly technically gifted, strong, can play box-to-box, can play 10 closer to the striker, okay? They kept Leao, they kept Giroud, and now they just have more squad depth, right? Towards the the second half of next season, they're going to have Ben Nasser in midfield, they're going to have Reinders, and they're going to have Loftus-Cheek, who will have more game time to their favour. Reinders, there's no need to explain what a talent this guy is. He sees things before they happen. He's incredibly gifted at carrying the ball forward, his passing is immaculate, 
He's a brilliant, brilliant player. He just needs to grow into the system more. Exactly, Loftus-Cheek is the one to watch for Milan if he stays fit. That midfield is going to be fucking fire second half of the season. And what happens? And then, bro, what happens? There's an injury. You bring on Musa. You Pulisic isn't playing well. You bring on Chukweza. At Chukweza, start starting. Ah, we're playing this team. Let's do a 4-2-3-1. Let's play Pulisic in attacking midfield. Oh no, Giroud's out. We've been trying this 4-3-3 with a false nine. Let's bring on Okafor. Ah, Leao is injured. Let's play Okafor. Milan finally have. The thing that lost Milan the league last year is their lack of squad depth. Even the fact that Tatarusan was playing. Now they have Sportiello. Milan now have the depth it takes for them to perform game in, game out. But it's... it's I, I agree on paper, yes. But it might be an illusion. Because coming into... Last season, we said the same thing. We said, ah, Milan have more depth now. Granted, Keski's gone, we have, uh, Milan have more depth. The depth was Pobega and Adli, though. <laughs> but we don't know. And De Ketelare, who, Decatelare. once again, we're, we're, everyone, every Milan fan was high on De Ketelare. This is their high on Rainers. Now, granted, Rainers has, a, has had a fantastic preseason and has shown great quality. And, I, and I'm, I'm, I'm confident he's going to be great. But I don't know. I think Milan aren't the type of team to bow out of the Champions League. I think they'll want to get far in that. I think they'll want to try to do their best in every competition. And I think that might cost them the league. I don't know. That's ah, it. That's it, 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 it could very much be. Yeah. I can't, I can't imagine be. Milan winning the league first season after this overhaul, after bringing in all these players. I can't see Milan winning the league. No, that, that, that's fair enough. There is going to yeah. be a, a period where these players are going to need to get used to the league more. And typically when you sign eight players, it's not like you sign eight players to keep. Yeah. But you sign eight players to filter out three and keep five and, mm-hmm. then, and then re-strengthen, re-strengthen, re-strengthen. That, that's, that's the way these things go. But I really think that with purely having a bigger say in who they sign, um, a, a, a bigger say in everything, in the bigger picture of the transfer market, with Milan finally splashing the cash and Milan investing in further areas, with Milan having more of the squad depth, all they need is a striker with Serie A experience that can get them goals. If they get that, to me, not head and shoulders above the rest, but they're ahead. They're ahead. The depth that they have, Pulisic, Chukwese, <laughs> We've mentioned them a Leal, times. Okafor, Giroud, Reinders, Loftus, you're joking. Like, you're joking. Yes, yes, yes. But but again, come against a low block, you need a target man in the box. If Giroud's injured, it's going to be tough. And granted, Giroud, God bless him, really doesn't get injured that much. Really wasn't injured really, last year. He was playing three games a the, fucking the week, is bro. bro. Bro's 37, like. Yes, it's, uh-huh. it's a problem, but the same way it was a problem last year and the same way he had a magnificent season last season. But anyway, I think... I'm not too confident on this to keep on arguing my case. I think it's uh, we had to make yes. a decision. Now we made that decision. Why don't we go through yes. the the teams and say who we believe the strongest signing was of each yes. team, who the one to watch? Can I say, bro, man, I dislike making predictions. I hate it. I hate making I predictions. Hate. I love this because there's no like... There's little prep and it's more yeah. like our opinions and we just get to shit talk culture. You know what I yeah. mean? It's not the... The stats and who did what and, and, and what not. Like, there's nothing to follow. So I enjoy these episodes a lot, but yeah. man, man, oh man. And I think three months into the league, everything we said doesn't count anymore. Yeah, yeah. Like, th- that time we predicted Juve will do a certain way because they have Ronaldo. You know, exactly. and he, he left yeah, yeah, yeah. after scoring an offside goal and ripping his exactly. shirt off. Exactly. 
you know, Ozyman leaves Napoli, for example. Yeah. What happens there? 200 million. <laughs> no, but he's probably going to renew with a 150 million release clause. I saw. And may, may, uh-huh. uh, he wants to keep that so that he has the option to move to England whenever yes. he wants. And Napoli are basically not... They're trying to keep the situation calm so he doesn't leave for free. Mm-hmm. But yes, okay, bro. So let's go into our arrivals to watch. Uh-huh. So we have picked out one player each from each of the 20 Serie A teams to keep an eye on the season. And we'll briefly go through them. Okay. Yeah. Now, of course, the order is different because we have different league tables. Ah, but we'll, we'll, we'll um, organize it. You say Napoli, we do Napoli. Okay. You know so I mean? shall I be the... Yeah, do, do, do that. Okay, so let's start with Juve. <laughs> okay. Um, I mean... Juve yeah. so far have pretty much made one signing now. Unless they sign Berardi, Wea is the one to watch. Exactly. For now, it's Wea. Will he be deployed as a right wing back? Will he deplo- be deployed as a striker? It's yet to be seen. But the boy is definitely exciting. Yeah, and Allegri likes likes to. He likes these players. He likes these players that can fit anywhere. He likes a Rabiot that can play on the wing. You know. Yeah, exactly. Napoli, bro. Where's my bear? Who do you have? For Napoli, I mean, so far, unless they sign uh, Garcia. Vega. Sorry, Aaron Garcia. Who the fuck manager. is their manager. It's their manager. Unless they sign Vega, who yeah. looks very, very fucking good. His passing, his movement. He's a very Spanish player, so to say. 21 years old from Celta Vigo. Last season scored 11 goals and got four assists in La Liga. Very yeah. exciting player. Now, he's not confirmed yet, so I can't say him. Yeah. So I will say Nathan for Same the time here. being. Center mm-hmm. back. I think anyone that goes next to Rahman, he looks good. <laughs> I don't know if it's a coincidence or not, but... I think Nathan has what it takes. Yes, he is a former Flamingo player, Red Bull Bragantino player. Um, he played in Brazil, basically. So it's it's a Juntoli-esque move. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so Milan? I struggle so much here. Picking one is hard, eh? When it was like, like Milan, yeah. Like Milan struggled with the right wing last year. Messias and Salamakers. Now they have Chukweze, they have yeah. Pulisic. So you'd say maybe it's one of those. And then Reinders with the way that he's been looking all preseason. And I was most hyped for Reinders. But I think with the 4 3 3, the way it is, if Loftus Streak can stay fit, man, oh man. Cool. Man, oh man. I think, I think Ruben Loftus Streak, if he can stay fit, play in the 10, he'll play in the 8, and then he'll be. Such a good midfielder. Such a good midfielder. Yeah, he's good. I think it's Reinders. I'm very excited from what I've seen so far. Um, I think he sees things ahead of time. You know what I mean? He sees things before everyone else. And I'm excited to see to what extent he can actually play as well Mm. as he's been playing. Yeah. Um, I want to see what he's capable of. You know, get a proper... A proper sample, you mm-hmm. know, get like five games, ten games, uh-huh. and to see what he's done, you know. I get, I get, get you, man. The- Same with Chukweze, to be honest, bro. Like, Milan haven't had a good, a yeah. proper good right winger since God knows who. Like, Suso. Suso and Suso, <laughs> yeah. The- fear fear not the man who knows 100 kicks, <laughs> but fear the man who knows one kick. What was it? Who, who's practiced one, one kick 100 times? The fuck no, was no idea what you talk about. <laughs> you sound like fucking... Splinter from from teenage mutant ninja turtles, dog. Right? And <laughs> fear not the man who knows one hundred. No, kicks. I think it's fear not the man who has practiced one hundred kicks, but fear the man who has practiced one kick one hundred times. And that sums up Sue so beautifully. That's beautiful. Thanks, like, bro. I, that's I wish I nailed it the first time. <laughs> we'll edit it. We'll edit it. No, we won't because we don't not. edit this shit. 
Yeah, we only cut out a few M's when we start stuttering, you know. Yeah, and when Jacob calls me really mean names as exactly. well, we cut them out. Just one more point about this Loftus Cheek thing that I'm so hyped for. Damn idiot. So <laughs> I think Pioli is opting for a very, very, very high press um, attacking style next year. And I think Ruben is such a good fit for that in midfield. Um, yeah, that's that's pretty much it, bro. Fair enough, fair enough. Atalanta. Skamaka. Skamaka, right? Um, to, for, for the sake of being different, Bakker. I'm curious. Uh, ba- Bakker looks good. He looks he's, very he's good. He's the man who moves sideways. Yeah, yeah. he's the crab. He's yeah, the, the oh crab. my God, we're doing the crab today, bro. That's <laughs> wild. That's right. Um, this Bucker guy cuts in a lot and he often runs sideways instead of forward. And as a, for yeah. a fullback, that's very strange. He's the left wing back that they've needed since yeah. offloading Gossens. But yes, Kamak, of course, is the one everyone's excited to see. I'm under Gasprini. God knows what's going to happen to him. Um, he is a good target man, but he's also incredible. And I think this is where he thrives at build up play from outside the box. He can't yeah. shoot from a distance. He's got a rocket in his pocket. And I'm curious to see what he'll be like back in Serie As I said earlier, he's a. Dark horse for the Capocano near mm-hmm. Um Inter Carlos Augusto You know I put him too Oh god um, I just want to see If he manages to displace DiMarco Because he's a fantastic player And that's going to be A battle on the side I think Maybe you might even end up With one of them on the right Because they're so good Both of them DiMarco and Carlos Augusto Are both fantastic Maybe man And Dumfries and Quadrado Are both meh Maybe I'm not too confident About the rest of the Inter signings I think you know What you're going to get With Fratesi mm-hmm. um, I think To Ram Still needs to prove himself. He, he's never been a real goal scoring striker. Um and, and and he kind of needs to prove that in Serie. Mm-hmm. I think Summer was a good signing for them, but you know. Carlos Augusto stands out as inter signing yes. of the Mercato. Yes. Um I'm also curious to see how Arnie adapts. Yeah. Because Arnautovic After or before be, the surgery. <laughs> he can be a great player. Yeah. We've definitely. seen even last season with Bologna he did some so he had a very mm-hmm. strong start to the season. He can yeah. he can definitely contribute. Mm-hmm. Um Lazio. Uh Kamada. Kamada, very nice. I put Castellanos simply because ah, I, like I, I think he'll be playing um uh, a very pivotal role when it comes to the forward line. He plays purely as a nine, right? Castellanos. Yeah. Tati yes, I think um, Immobile has struggled with injuries and with fitness recently, and I think Castellanos will feature quite a lot. And I'm curious to see what he can do. Camadado is very interesting. I think he's a very intelligent player, and I think he can attack the space very well. And having mm-hmm. intelligent players around you like Pedro and Zaccani, yeah, it's very good. And yeah. I think as well, Rovella is a very good Ooh, signing good, for them. Good shout, bro. Rovella. Someone like uh, Lucas Leiva of sorts, someone like a, um, a Cesale yeah. of, of, of sorts that can move the ball around a little bit. Yeah, you I think, fans were pissed, bro, because they brought him in for like 26 million and offloaded him for 17. Oh my they made God. a loss on him and he got better. God. So well, they just drug money had to go they're, somewhere. They're desperate to sell you. And, and yeah. unfortunately, they had to settle for a deal of that nature. Roma. Yeah. Roma, I. <laughs> I put Paredes. Now, obviously, the, the first thought that, that came to mind for Roma was Indica because he's so good for that back three. Uh. But I really think that with the balls that Paredes has on him, and technically he's not a bad footballer at all, I think... His CV is fantastic. Yeah, but I, I really think that, that Mourinho could make something out of Paredes. And okay. I think he'll be, not a staple, but, but I think he'll definitely prove his worth. Okay. A rival to watch for me is Renato Sanchez, because I'm curious to see if he can stay healthy and if he can play at the levels that we have seen him play before because if that's the case and they have a hell of a midfielder 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we know because we've been watching highlights of him because it was linked to Milan for so yeah. long. That never went through. Leal commenting on his shit. <laughs> Fiorentina. Fiorentina of Parisi. Um, it's funny. I had Yerimina initially, man. Mm. Um, just because he's such a shit house, um, gets on people's nerves. He's, yeah, he's a game player. He's a game player, bro. And and I like that signing, but what a talent Parisi is. Will he manage to displace Biragi considering that he's captain? Will he be placed as a right back? I don't know what's going to happen, but I can't not choose Parisi over here. Yeah, um, Parisi is a very good shot. I went for Inzola mm. because I want to see how he can cut it with better teammates around him. Inzola looked like a one-man army in games with Spezia. I remember particularly a game that stood out was his game against Inter last oh, season where they were just giving him the man, ball in man. midfield and like no one could do anything about him. He was a, he was a rhino, a charging know. rhino, honestly. I, I was sexually attracted to him in that game. <laughs> he looked so good. Like, the way he was holding up play and, and just his muscles were just... Man after man just bumping into his back, yeah. trying to shove him off the ball. He looked like fucking Kessie, bro. He looked like Kessie with the body of Seydorf. Like. Now we know Matt's type. Yeah. Um, <laughs> for me, though, there are two sides to Inzola. There's the playoff, playout final in Zola, yeah. and then there's the inter game in Zola. He can look terrible when he's off his game. Yeah. Torino. Torino, where are Torino? Ah, Bellanova. Same here. Same here. This Redemption fun, time. Huh? Yes. Yeah. Kicked out of M- Milan, kicked out of Inter. What can he do at Torino? Kicked out of Juve's dressing room. <laughs> <laughs> if you know, you know. If you know, you know. That's what we're going to say. Bologna. I mean, in Doye, he looks like a good winger. Um, they just lost Soriano. Here we go, arguing is Soriano a winger though. I think he, I think he plays on the left in Doye, and, and I think he's yeah, I think he's a good winger. I put um, I'm not sure how to say his name. Looks like Lu- leukemia, probably pronounced bukemia, bukema, <laughs> bukema. What's his bureaucracy. name? Bureaucracy. You know bukema, bukema. I've, Bu- I've, I've seen his name around before. <laughs> Yeah, he's he's, he's, he's the one. Bag. Yeah, exactly. He's, he's, he's Dutch. He's Dutch. Yeah, apparently he's very good, and I'm excited to see him. His name's Sam. Let's call him Sam. Yeah, let's call him Sam. Sam. I like I'm excited Sam. to see Sam. Yeah, unisex. Yes, number number Madonna. <laughs> Genoa. <laughs> number Genoa. So Genoa have a new trident, which we have discussed. All right, yes. they have Malinowski, Messias, Retegui up front. Uh-huh. But for me. Retegui. I can't man. wait. Retegui. I don't know why. He, he, he's Retegui. hyped me up, man. If, if he scores within the first five games, I'm buying his shirt. <laughs> it's as simple as that. You have a, a Genoa. Pick. Yes, I have a Goran Pandev shirt. Oh, man. Malinovsky is such a good player, bro. Malinovsky is once again the same thing. The, I'm so happy. Pony, he's but, but he's back very good. in Serie A, bro. Yes. I'm so happy. And I don't know how Genoa managed to get their hands on him because... He went from Atalanta to Marseille mm-hmm. and then to Genoa, bro. He didn't quite do well at Marseille and he needed a route back to Italy. Genoa have a very interesting project with new American owners who are investing heavily and the, their team actually looks good and they look like they're going to be uh, here, not here, same, I don't know, as a staple in Serie A. A state to here. A state to here in Serie A. Um, yes, Retegui. Okay. Okay. Sassuolo. I know. Mulattieri and all of these guys, but Volpato in their midfield is going to be fire, bro. He's going to be fire in their midfield. I look forward to Volpato. And I, he finally gets a chance as well. Fair enough. I put Mulattieri. 
You think he's gonna be the starting striker? I don't know. I mean, judging by how um, Benamonti has played, probably. I don't think that um, he's t totally irreplaceable. I think Molatiri can get a lot of game time. Oh, and I think that in preseason he's looked fantastic. And they spent quite a bit on him, so mm -hmm. for their standards. But yes, I think, I think he's the player to watch. Keep your eye on Molatiri. Very good. Udinese. Three, two, one. Luca. Yes. Six foot seven striker. How Six could you not foot choose seven? seven striker? I'm just gonna stop there. Six yeah. foot seven striker. Yeah. Enjoy, guys. Enjoy. Yes. These are my favorite players. Strikers that are like basketball players are yes. my favorite players those are the small number and six you'd think all right Luca is six foot seven which means he'll probably hang in the box has a terrible first touch and will score a bunch no. of headers not at all the bro is a ballerina on the ball <laughs> the, the bro the bro the bro is a ballerina the bro is a ballerina <laughs> yes English has a second language no Monza Monza, Monza, where are you? Gagliardini. 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 Again, with Rovella gone, he brings mm. a good balance to the team, man. Yes. And he's a, a bit of a... Say it. I can't. All right, Empoli. <laughs> I am Cancellari. Cancellari. I'm so excited to see him at Cancellari is a very good player. He showed it at Lazio and he showed it at Verona. Mm. The fact that he hasn't, like, stuck around at either of them... Because he's... Blows my mind. He's not refined. He's explosive, he's physical, he's aggressive, but he's not quite refined. And I don't think tactically he's as intelligent as he, he Maybe that's he the coaching be. stuff. But so. yes, uh, we'll see how he manages to cope at Empoli. They have a good system. Let's see if Zanetti can get through to him. Or mm -hmm. if he'll have to talk to him the way he talked to Henri when he was at Venezia, I remember. Yeah, that was that great, was man. So the fucking swearing. Adam. That was great. Um, that video got so many views on our yeah. TikTok. Cagliari. Um, okay, I have a dilemma over here, so just give me a sec. Because I want to say Shomorodov, I mm. really want to say Shomorodov, but then you see how how bad that spits. Because I was I was gonna say Shomorodov. Mm -hmm. Because uh, La Padula is out for the start mm, of the that's, season. That's my argument. So Entirely. he's a vice. Yes. What happened when Enzola was injured and they brought in Shomorodov as a vice? He did nothing. Yes. It's and I true. just feel like he's the. My but God. he's going to be managed by Ranier, you know. He is, I think, the one to watch is Augello. Yeah, fair um, enough. Yes, is fantastic. I'll, I'll choose him because Shomorodov, I hope he proves me wrong because on his day he's a great, great player. Um, but yeah, Augello. Mm. Hellas Verona, 3-2-1, Saponara. Okay, Next. very easy. Um, if you love football, you love Saponara. It's as yes, simple as that. Yes, okay. and, and have you ever wanted to be that player, all right, that has a beer, a cigar? You know what I mean? You look like a human being, and then you go onto the pitch, and you produce a masterclass. That, my friend, sums up Ricky Saponara. Yeah. Perfectly. I think it's more like a glass of wine and a massive. Ah, uh, yes, 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 yes. Yeah, that, that guy yeah. definitely superhuman. Seems like a lovely, down-to-earth guy as well. Um, he wrote one of the most beautiful. He's a good man. Fucking tributes. He to, to, to a story. Yeah, it was. Lovely. It was gorgeous. You know, I I have such a soft spot for him, and my God, how I would love to meet him, man. Yeah. My God. One day, bro. Salernitana. Stewart, Stewart. Yeah. <laughs> <The> Jamaican guy <laughs> with the gravity defying. Yo, yeah, but build up big yell. <laughs> People think we're Jamaican, uh, uh, which hey, is hilarious. But I know why because we say yeah, man. Yeah, you man. know what I mean? Yeah, man. Yeah, so man. I, I guess I guess it's that. Yeah, man. Oh. 
moving on to Lecce. God knows, bro, this Hamza Rafia guy that they signed from <laughs> Serie C group B side Pescara, a 24-year-old attacking midfielder. Fuck knows, bro. Sounds good, huh? Fuck knows. For me, it's Mohamed Kaba, French 21-year-old defensive midfielder. Um, once again, fuck knows. Fuck knows, bro. Good luck, Lecce. Yes. Frasignone? I mean, no one really as well, but Simone Romagnoli, even though, like, you know, not too excited about him either, if I'm being mm. honest. There are a few players at Frosinone that excite me. So there's Harui from Sassuolo. I right? don't like him. Was, what, you don't like him? Not a massive fan of I him. I think he's quite good. I think he's a nifty little mobile midfielder. I think he's okay. okay. No, nothing crazy, but I think he's okay. Marvin Cooney from Bayern Munich is an interesting profile Ooh. that's coming in, yes. Um, he gives me... God, I never remember his name. I never remember his name. What position does it mean? Benevento, striker, Albanian, former. Oh, my stuff. Former. So we're not, we're not, <laughs> never we're remember. Not, One second. We're not doing this. Albanian. We're not doing Bayern this. Bayern Munich. This is a gunshot celebration. Benevento, striker. Ray Manai. Ray Manai. Very good. Then I got it wrong. He was a former Barcelona striker. Ah. Not Bayern Munich. But a similar profile, you know, coming from a big team, young player loaned to a minnow club in Serie A, um, hoping that he'll have the opportunity to spread his wings and fly. But in Manai's case, he went to Watford, played six games, scored one goal, and had his contract mutually terminated. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yes, that's what happened to Ray Manai, whose name I never remember. Yeah. That's it, bro. That's that's um, that's our episode done. Before the question segment, baby. Welcome, if this is your first time, to our question segment Ooh. where patrons get priority. But of course, if you ask a juicy question on our socials, we will pick it out and we will discuss it. Shall we get straight into it, bro? Let's do it. The first one is Alessio on Twitter at AMJUV4. I assume that's like AMUV. Um, he makes a hot take first. Lecce under Daversa in a lot of trouble to go down. Do you agree? Absolutely. Yes. I had them in last. Jake had them in 19th. Um, yeah, I, I think it's a hot take. Um, you called it a hot take because they did decently last year, especially with the strong start they had um, and the continuity of that back four and just how solid they looked and how good Hulman looked. And the fact that we were so surprised by their qualities because they were, uh, a, a new, they were newcomers. They had just gotten promoted from Serie B. I think that beginner's luck is over now. I think they lost their key pieces. I think they're being overly confident that they can do it with the squad that they have and they can do it with their new manager. I really don't think they can, bro. So I agree with you a lot, Alessio. Yes, um, I agree totally. Um, the next point I don't agree too much with. Salernitana will be the surprise this year. Diabol all year long, 20 plus goals incoming. Mm. Now, I would, would be extremely surprised if Dia were to stay, personally. Um, but the fact that... There hasn't been a lot of news about him leaving. Yeah. He was linked to teams. Huh? He's, he's been linked to Inter, for example. Well, he was. Now they're not going to sign him. Um, Salernitana are one of the teams that have not been active in the market. And that concerns me. That concerns me a lot. Um, I'm, I'm, Sousa has complained about it. He's literally said, like, we're, we're not making enough moves. So that isn't a good sign, in my opinion. And I have a bad feeling about them personally. personally. Uh, I, I don't think they'll be better than they were last year. I think 
Look, I think if Dia stays there, then then you might have a point over there. Um, I don't think they'll be pushing for top 10 or anything of the sort. I, I think they'll be close to that relegation area, similar to the, to the way that they were last season. If Dia stays, it just makes their season better. If Dia leaves and they have to start with the steward guy up top, I think their Jake might have a point and, and they have every reason to worry. Yes. Finally, he asks, who will be the first coach sacked? Ah, um, probably Di Francesco for Frosinone. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with Daversa for Lecce. If not Daversa for Lecce. Yeah. If not Daversa for Lecce. Yeah, I don't think Di Francesco is going to do a great job, but I think Daversa will get the sack before him, personally. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's it's bold. I am taking the Frosinone job. It is. Like, uh, he... His career has been a real downfall, poor yeah. guy, since his Roma days. Yeah. And he, he's a good manager. The, the, his style of play is extremely interesting. He's not a bad manager at all. I don't know. Um, Alessio, thank you very much for listening, as always. Um, and um, He's a loyal one. It's Alessio, hilarious like how, him. how today you texted, lads, I need to say a predictions podcast ASAP. And literally, we had everything we're, set yeah, up. Yeah, we're yeah, about we're to ready start. To go, like, like coming right up. <laughs> But yes, thank you, Alessio. Moving on to the Instagram questions. This time I post them today, so they're not actually deleted. <laughs> that was hilarious. What a shit show. So many questions. We're so good. Shit show sometimes. Okay, so Noah Taylor asks, so Noah Taylor 1612 on Instagram asks, who has the best midfield in the league? Oof, good question, man. Fuck, I wish I thought about this. Who has the best midfield in the league? <laughs> Oof, man. Do you have an answer? Napoli. Oh, that's a good answer. That's a very good answer, bro. I like um, Lobotka, Zielinski, Anguissa. I think it's a very good midfield. I will agree with you. I think give Milan's midfield two seasons or a season and it'll be up there as well. But at the moment, Napoli. I think Mm -hmm. when it comes to balance, Lobotka in the six, Anguissa in the eight. Zielinski in the 10 what more do you want yeah. it's perfect yeah. it's, and they're all so technically gifted with super good pressure resistance super good close ball control yeah I agree mm-hmm. it's, it's Napoli by a landslide I think Max Camilleri 15 says thank you for listening bro he says Roma might actually be contenders you think Max uh, I don't know um, I think they're working well with their budget, the fact that they're under FFP restrictions. Um, I don't think they have what it takes to win the league, but they are contenders for top four, definitely, yes. They're contenders for top four. I'm not too confident in Mourinho anymore. Um, I think I think that he's always going to be good in a cup competition, but... but He's, he's, his, his style is a bit outdated. Um, now, I know you could tell me Allegri's style is outdated and he gets results. Yes, and you'll be absolutely right. Mm-hmm. I think uh, the combination of Mourinho and Roma is never going to live up to the expectations that people want it to live up to. I don't... What were you going to say? Combination. Com- <laughs> combination. No, I, I, think, I think Roma and Mourinho will continue to struggle in their relationship. I don't think they're set up to to play the way that he wants to play. Although he's tried to make all the signings in the world, all, all of his style of players. Um, but I think you just put them up against sides like Pioli's Milan, 
You put them against Napoli in their 4-3-3. You put them up against Sarri's Lazio. You put them up against Allegri's Juve. And I think they struggle over there. Interesting. I wouldn't say that Mourinho and Roma have had a complicated relationship, though. I no, I, I didn't say they have a complicated relationship. I say it doesn't work. Okay. I, I, don't, th- I don't think it works. They made an Europa League final and they won the Conference League in the first two seasons. And At what expense? Season. At what expense? Champions League football. That's sure, the expense. but they're still... The fans are still... They played in two finals in two seasons. When they signed... Remember, year. these guys were in financial disarray. When, when they signed Dybala... Yes, but the, that, that doesn't have to do with the, the fact that they're contenders. Yes, they were in financial disarray, but it doesn't make them any better that they got out of it. It makes mm-hmm. them a more stable squad, um, more sustainable business. But last year, when they signed Dybala, they signed Belotti, they signed Wijnaldum, everyone was saying, ah, they're going to win the league. They're contenders for sure. They're going to win the league. Where did they finish, man? Sixth. But it was sixth. It was reactionary to say they would win the league. I think. No, it, it was. But like, you were on. You, you didn't say they were going to win the league, but you had them in top four. I had them in top four. You know what I mean? I had them in top four ahead of Napoli. Not yeah. doing this stupid episode like 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 <laughs> this one. Um, I I uh-huh. I don't think their ceiling is scudetto high. No, I I agree with you there. Yes. Okay. Um, Kurt in Stuckert asks, "Who is going to be surprise of the season?" Um, I'm not sure if he means club or player. Or player. So I guess we will give him both. For me, Atalanta will be the surprise of the season, and Genoa as clubs. I think the surprise of the season when it comes to club is going to be Genoa. I'm going to say that. Um, I think when it comes to player. Two, 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 two. I'm going to say uh, Ruben Loftus-Cheek is going to be the surprise because I feel like no one is really counting him as one of the stars that Milan signed because he's injury prone and I think he'll do a great job. I think he'll be one of the best midfielders in the league next okay. year. Um, player, there are so many to choose from. Ugh. Like 400. <laughs> so many to choose from. Um, Ritegui, fuck it, I'm gonna be. Oh my boring. god, this guy. Ritegui's gonna be the surprise player. This, this guy is he's a Genoa fan. He's that's on the it, it. Lanterna podcast. I think we'll give them a shout out every shout episode. Shout out to the Lanterna shout podcast. Out to the Lanterna podcast. Sorry. Mr. Bu Um on This Instagram. is Bune, Bune, Bune. No, no, it's not Bune, Bune. Okay. It's Mr. Bu. Bune's a very good footballer that I once pocketed. It was unbelievable. <laughs> you remember that? You remember me pocketing <laughs> you Bune? You mentioned it every now and then. Yeah. yeah. Um, is Terracciano going to claim another victim this season? Yes. I believe Fiorentina have signed a goalkeeper and... It is all for nothing as Terracciano will play <laughs> for sure because he's too good. Um, the goalkeeper. They did sign a keeper, but. The goalkeeper they bought is not a decorated goalkeeper. Um, he's not a goalkeeper who has played many games. No, he's uh-huh, not a, a Christensen, this guy. Um, in from fact, the German league, is he? He came from Hertha Berlin, yes, yes. where he played like 35 games in total. Uh, I, I think that. Terracciano will probably continue. Land, look, I think Terracciano is very underrated. I just don't think he's glamorous. Yeah. But he benched a very talented Drangovski. He benched Gollini. Yeah. Christensen is next. He benches everyone. Mr. Bubun also asks, hot take in Zala, Arthur, Nicole. <laughs> Who's Nicole, bro? Why is she bad, though? <laughs> 
<laughs> bro, who's Nicole, bro? Right. Is that a Freudian slip? And Zola, Arthur, Nicole, and Beltran will carry Fiorentina while Jovic will be on Cochrane's level. Yes, I agree. Jovic left a lot to be desired last year. Personally, I was shocked at how an ex-Real Madrid man could look so bad, bro. Um, it's almost like Real Madrid by the players that just had a good season, the same way yeah. they did with James Rodriguez and the same way they did with a bunch of these guys. Yes, I think Zolan Beltran will definitely be more popular with the coach than Jovic is. Um, Arthur, I have a very good feeling about Arthur. And in fact, I considered him in those 10 minutes I spent thinking about my surprise of the season. I think Arthur uh, will have a redemption season. Uh-huh, He's uh-huh. the type of player Italiano would appreciate. Uh-huh. And, and, and I made that point earlier that, that Italia, uh, that Madonna, um, Arthur has a lot to prove and, and I feel like he's in a good place with, with, mm-hmm. with Fiorentina and Italiano. Um, what was the question again? Sorry. Ah, um, ah, I, I think Zola will end up surprising a lot of people. Um, I, I don't think, I think Italiano likes rotation a lot. So we will be seeing, um, all of these guys being rotated in the starting number nine, the same way that they do with their wingers, their midfielders, so on and so forth. But I agree with you. I don't think Jovic will be their main guy, so yeah, to say. Same. It's your boy Ziggy, says Fiorentina top six in brackets cope, um, which means that he doesn't really believe it. Um, for me, it's possible, but it's difficult. This is Fiorentina, Fiorentina, harder yes, than... Ah, Fiorentina. Hello, bro. <laughs> um, it's possible. They, they had a very, very good Mercato. It's just... Mm. I always struggle because when you compare them to Lazio, Roma, Atalanta, Inter, Napoli, Juve, Milan... It's tough to fit Fiorentina somewhere there. But look, if, if Juve get caught in some scandal again, then, then, then maybe, maybe. Um, Stu Mun Resources asks, <laughs> what's the deal with Brescia? Looking on sofa score, I can't find their fixtures anywhere. They got demoted to say They lost to Cosenza in the playout the final. The playout final. Um, yeah. They had lost the first game and then they were winning the, the second leg. Uh, they got back into it, but then they conceded a goal and there was some controversy around it and their fans acted inappropriately. I think they started um, attacking players yeah, something like um, and, and the, they, they had to abandon the game. Therefore, it was a 3-0 walkover and then they went all the way down to Che. Yes, um, I'm not sure if there's anything else happening there. Um, I'm not quite sure where you can't find their fixtures unless you're looking at Seo, but of course, if you're looking yeah. at Seo, you can't find them. Unfortunately, I don't know. <laughs> um, Kalea Luke, my boy from Hire, he asks, or well, rather, he states, Juve will struggle to make top four even though they have no distractions. Um, and that's where I disagree, Luke. Um, I think that you can never write Juve out. They are the kings of winning ugly. Aha, uh-huh. I, I agree with you there, bro. Um, I, but look, when was the last time that Juve didn't get deducted points and they didn't make top four? It's been a while. Huh? I, I mean, they did it under Sarri, they did it under Pirlo, they definitely did it under Allegri before that. I think one thing they have is continuity. I think if you look at last season, they came second on the pitch. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, and, and it seems like now if, if they do manage to get Berardi on board, man, it suck if they don't get him and we're listening back to this podcast and we're just yeah. basing it off them. them no, 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 but it's, it's, they're going to be playing with a chip on their shoulder. They're going to be pissed off. Absolutely. They're going to want to, to avenge last year's season. And I think they will, to be honest. Uh-huh. I had them winning the league for fuck's sake. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think, I think they'll do well. I, I think they'll, they'll definitely be like, like top three. 
I would say Juve would be comfortably. Our penultimate question comes from Miguel underscore gut. He says, in my opinion, Napoli will fall off and this will be a title race between Lazio and Milan. Ooh. See, everyone has a different opinion, bro. It's bro. so tight. What other league? Who's going to win the Premier League, bro? City. Who's going to win the La Liga, bro? Um, probably Real. Who's going to win the Bundesliga? Bayern. Who's going to win the BOV Premier League Malta? Hamroon. There we go, bro. This is the best league in the world. <laughs> so, uh, you never know who's going to win. Who's going to win the, the, the French league? Yeah, the the Rons. Teddy Thelma's boys. Do who is going to win the Saudi league is the fucking That's question. A question. That's, That's a good one. Question. That's a good That's one. A question. That's a question. Come on, Al-Hilal. Come on, Al-Nasir. Come on, Al-Shabaab. Al-Yahli. Al-Yahli. This one we always forget. Um, al 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 Hilal <laughs> Al Hilal yeah. Al Nasser Al Ahli Al Ahli Al Al Shabab aren't one of them. No, they're not one no. of them. Al Badonna. <laughs> <laughs> it always gets me broke. Like, Look at that. Whatever. Whatever. So, yeah. <laughs> um Yes, it could be. It could be a title race between Lazio and Milan. I think Lazio, again, with Sarri, they, they're, they're just getting better and better and better every season. And Milan, you never know what's going to happen over there. So it's very possible. I think Lazio will have an unfortunate season. That's that's my feedback. Okay. Um, I think, like, obviously, like you said, they're getting better under Sarri. Um, but I think they will feel the loss of Sergei a lot, especially when it comes to shifting the ball from midfield to attack. They'll struggle there. And if Chira has an injury... That's going to make matters worse for them. Um, and for some reason, I, I I do think that they will... That, that fortune won't be on their side, but that's more of a feeling I get rather than yeah. something backed up by knowledge. Our, also, the squad depth I'm not a fan of. Our patron and friend, organizer of Fantacalcio, legend Michael Tonna, asks, or other states... Whoever gets Lukaku is going to have a big problem. <laughs> I, simple, but very true, bro. Um, I, I think that's the case. When you look at, for example, the, the links to Milan, I look at the fact that last season there was Zlatan Ibrahimovic in the, in the locker room. You know, you look at one of the greatest leaders the sport has ever seen, one of an incredible motivator, a guy that would get you to kill your own father after a team talk. You know what I mean? It'd get you to fucking do whatever he wants you to do. Like, get you to spit blood in training on a Monday, like when yeah. you're slightly hungover, you know? Yeah. Um, Lukaku, on the other hand, you never know. If it gets tough, you might stop talking to you apparently like the Lautaro he might go to the media and just chat shit man he might, he's just the CEO of making wrong decisions and burning bridges and he don't want that I, I can't believe I ever felt bad for him for, for that horrific spell he went through with the Belgian national team um, and for how bad he was doing at Inter in the beginning of last year I don't give a fuck I don't give a fuck because he's, he's unprofessional you, you don't do these things he's he's Shot himself in the foot and, and, and in the process he's taken Chelsea down, he's taken Inter down, Inter are the ones that gave him a second chance, like he fucked Inter over and Inter are like, look, we're going to give you another chance. And what did he do? Before the Champions League, finally he's negotiating with Juve, get that shit away from my team. I, I feel the need to jump in though and um, give him his flowers because at the end of the day on, on, on form and on his day he's a very effective striker and there are many teams who could benefit from having Lukaku. However, I don't think that a team should... should a, a big team should bring him into a dressing room that's already stable. That, that's my point essentially. Yeah. I think if you're a team that... Uh, 
that can afford to get a big name with high ambitions, for example, a team pushing for a Champions League, then you go for Lukaku, but uh, for Champions League qualification rather, not not to actually win the Champions League. But mm. but that's my opinion on he, Lukaku. He has Saudi written all over him. He does have Saudi, he has Saudi written all over him. All over him. I, I see him moving. That's there. where he'll end up. Yeah, but anyway, thank that you very much. That is the last episode before the fucking league and starts, Because I'm bro. fed up, bro, quite frankly, talking about nothing. <laughs> Isn't it fucking I want, exhausting? I want to man. analyze. Hearsay, hearsay. Yes. Fuck feel, hearsay. I feel like we have a fucking e-entertainment podcast, you know? Hey. Like, have you heard of the Kardashians of that? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, I want oh, to talk man. about football, you know? But this, this fucking Saturday, just on this couch right here. TV there. TV there, Alan there, Cesco there. It's gonna be fun. Me, you, some more motherfuckers. Beer. Beer. A bunch of beer. Lots of beer. Saturday. Oh my God, bro. Sign me up. This is gonna be magnificent, guys. We hope you're looking forward to the start of Serie A as much as we are. Um, have your say on who you think um, you agree with more with regards to these predictions. Let us know. We should post you... our predictions on Instagram and have people vote. That's, That's a promise that we might not follow up. That... But, <laughs> but well done. We might, yes. Um, thank you very much for listening, guys. We've been Serie A Spotlight. Remember to rate us five stars wherever you're listening, be it Apple, Spotify or Google. Give us a follow on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter and YouTube and give us a nice big sweaty kiss. We love you all. Take care. I will see you next week.